0: the apex church podcast thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today
1: Well, it's so good to have Pastor Lisa Ruth Lyle with us today. Thank you, Lisa, for being with us and delighted that you're joining us online.
0: I am. I'm really excited about that. This well, we're really
1: excited that you're, you're with us and also to have another brocher in the room as well. I
0: know. Yes, just that, spreading that, a little bit of the broch throughout the northeast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: You've joined us on our mission um, work here in Peterhead Brilliant. and uh, thank you for joining mm. the cause and uh but really privileged that you're with us this weekend I'm really looking forward to what you're going to see in person but today mm-hmm. uh online uh you're going to share a little bit of your journey in ministry um how long has <laughs> it been since you maybe started even volunteering in church
0: So I started volunteering. It would now be 33, 34 years.
1: Okay, and what was your involvement right at the very start? What did that look like?
0: Right, so right at the very start, I was a child that loved going to church. Uh So um, within that, our family loved going to church as well. Yes. So we went to Sunshine Corner on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now you must have been a Sunshine Corner person. Yes. And uh, I loved hearing the stories for Alice Sim. Mm-hmm. She made the Bible come mm-hmm. alive. Loved listening to that as a child. Went up to the, I was in primary seven. Mm-hmm. And then when I went into the academy, I just stayed on. Come on. And that's when I first started serving in kids ministry.
1: You were a volunteer at Sunshine Corner. I was. Wow, then that's thirty-three years ago.
0: That's thirty-three years ago.
1: So, did that involve volunteering at Sunshine Corner? Well, did, were you were you up front? Were you yeah. did you get all the attention, or what did it look like?
0: No, go, I was never up the front, mm-hmm. never. So I, I would have been twelve, thirteen when you go to academy, yeah. and it was sitting with the kids that just had ants in their pants. Uh-huh. The five-year-olds, the kids that were yeah. a bit older, I got to give out sweets at the end. So I'd stand at the door with a box of two-piece sweets, oh. and everybody would get a sweet, just one, they two. And uh, I would have sung a songs to help the singing. Mm. I loved listening to the stories, but I, w- I was never in that time up the front helping at all because we had somebody played the piano, uh-huh. and Alice did the whole show.
1: Yeah,
0: Michelle. Wow. And uh, she was just so inspiring. Mm. You never wanted to be up the front. You just wanted to serve. Come on. Um, from where you were at. So uh, that's how I started. So your early years of secondary school at this point. hmm First year. So for first year, if it was interesting at that time, it's because I went to Sunshine Corner on a Tuesday at six. Uh-huh. I then followed Alice to the prayer meeting at seven o'clock. Uh-huh. And for first year, right up until I left to go to Aberdeen to study, oh. I went to prayer meeting every Tuesday night. Come on. Because this lady inputted into me, gave me a chance, and she was just inspiring to be around. Just well, Sean for Jesus.
1: Alice, um, what a legend.
0: What a legend, yes.
1: And um, so your exposure, I guess, to serving in kids mm-hmm. ministry mm-hmm. starts all the way back there. Yes. Um, How did it go from, well, did you always have a heart to serve kids? Has that always been something that you thought, Th- I'm going to do with my life because I'm going to give my time to working with children and helping them? Is that something you always thought
0: I never thought that as a okay. child. But I did think was that I always thought I would serve the Lord. Okay. So you mind the days of uh, Salty in kids' praise? Um, well,
1: Lisa, we are going way back here. <laughs> well, salty the singing songbook. Yes. <laughs> who doesn't remember that? For those that maybe have only recently became Christians, we may need to explain who Salty was. Salty was a fictional character.
0: True. Yes, he definitely was.
1: Um, there was a giant hymn book, mm-hmm. Blue. Yes. But sang songs. Yes. Such as?
0: If you want to be great in God's kingdom, yes. learn to be the servant of, of all.
1: all. And he would also teach lessons as well. He did.
0: And, and as a family, I mean, we very much were Jesus-centered as a family. Yeah. My parents gave mm-hmm. a great example um, of j- just loving the Lord. Yeah. We were never Sunday Christians. Mm-hmm. We were a Christian family. Yeah. Oh, it was our lifestyle. It's how we lived. Uh-huh. And I was a miracle baby, miracle child. Oh, so from the moment I found out, I believed that God had a plan and purpose for my life. And even at age seven, eight, when I found out that story, something resonated within me. And I always believed that I was here to serve the Lord. So I was never about serving in kids ministry. Mm -hmm. I was about serving the Lord because he'd given his life for me. And when I Mm -hmm. had that encounter with Jesus and I gave my life to him, I'm passionate about kids ministry because I know, as a child how real your relationship can be with the Lord. I'd have Mm. prayed, I'd have dreamed about going and being a missionary. I wrote to the Bible colleges at age 13 just to get a prospectus (laughs) to see where I was going to go. And I always, for seven, eight years old, believed that God's hand was on my life and that I would serve him somehow. And at that point, I thought maybe Africa or, because uh-huh. people were going to yeah. Africa. You heard the stories of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom and dad would have supported missionaries. Yeah. There was always a missionary coming through the church. Mm-hmm. John Strachan was a great investor into missions. Yeah. So we, it was normal for people to be sent. Uh-huh. So I was never about kids ministry. I was about serving Jesus.
1: So you are in a, in a context there that people are saying yes they are willing to serve the Lord, whether that's people you're seeing coming back for the mission field, or whether that's people in your own house that were willing to just serve the Lord. But I love that that at seven or eight, you were aware of God's hand in your life. So aware. But also that he had a plan for you. And I guess, We've got, how many seven and eight-year-olds have we got in our churches?
0: Oh, this is it. Didn't I despise the small exactly. beginnings? That's the thing. And I think when you hear the stories of Samuel, mm-hmm. and you hear how God called them, and I, I remember he in an intimate relationship mm. with the Lord. Come on. He was my strength. He was my guide. He was the person that I, I was living for, even yeah. at a young age. So yeah. I was never seeking to be up front. Yeah. I just wanted to serve in the house of the lord
1: and going to the prayer meeting going to prayer meeting if the
0: church was open i was there yeah mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's how it rolled (laughs) it is and um so you 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 go to um further education you go to university to train so tell us about that journey or how you're obviously willing to serve the lord you said yes to him and then it led you to ending up in university, what happened there?
0: Right, let me take you about a few years before I get to university. Okay. Because so I, I served in, in Sunshine Corner and then at age 15, I was part of the youth ministry and I okay. really felt um, the Lord was telling me to start a kids ministry. Okay. So 15 years old, uh-huh. went to my youth leader and said, I'd really like to do something on a Friday night. Kids praise. Now Daniel, you know kids praise because oh, yeah. you were part of it. Oh, yeah. So 15 year old, um, Ian went to John Strachan on my behalf. Yes. Yes, you can have a church 6.30 and a Friday night till 8 o'clock. Oh. And, uh, and they gave my key to the church. 15 years old.
1: 15 years old.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> hope
1: none of our 15 year olds have just heard that. Uh, 15. 15. So Ian Runcie, who's yes. Anne-Marie Duncan's yes, dad. That's right. And Andrew Runcie's yes. dad, went to Pastor John Strachan. And said, can Lisa get a key to the church because she wants to start a kids ministry at 15 years old. 15
0: 15 years old. Wow. You never know how God is going to use the years of your youth. Mm. So, so important. Mm -hmm. And for anybody that's 15 and you've got a dream, you've got a vision. Speak to the right people, get around the right people. And at that point, um, every Friday night through the age of 15, went to the hall. We started with nine kids. So for 15 to, I was 18 when I went through to teach training. training. Okay. The only reason I went to teacher training is because I couldn't find a mission organization to go to. Ah. So I got in a week before it started to wow. teach training, which was a real God moment for me. So I'd mm. been praying and fasting mm-hmm. and I would say that's key things in my journey, praying and fasting about what the Lord wanted mm-hmm. and no panicking. Prayer is different from panicking. <laughs> it's also different from interfering. <laughs> and I remember um, a oh. week before the course started getting us a phone call, and they said, we've got a space for you. Now, bear in mind, six weeks before, they told me there was no space. Uh-huh. And uh, I says, hey, that's great. I'll take the space. I'll go through and live in the halls. Landed in a halls of residence, had two Christians next to me. And at that time, I was there, and I knew I was where God wanted me to be because it was a God space, mm. it wasn't a Lisa space mm-hmm. and it, so I started studying to be a primary school teacher and you got to bear in mind then I was so quiet, I was so shy. And really Lisa? <laughs> it's really hard to believe. Yeah. I, yeah, I went what and so I, I spent my four years studying, every time a tutor spoke to me my face went red. Wow. Every time they spoke to me I couldn't string a sentence together. True story. Uh-huh. Anybody that knows me for that time will testify to that. Okay. And it I just—I—I I understand the build-up. And I was a shy person, and you just kind of get the words mm. out. But you put me in church. to to worship, you put Mm -hmm. me in church to give a testimony, then the power of the Holy Spirit that I'd experienced at the age of 13 Mm. gave me the strength and the boldness at time. So I got through my four year study and every Uh Friday night I got the bus or I got a lift back to do kids club every Friday, We never missed a beat. So we started at 15, was home every Friday night at half past six, sometimes coming off a bus at 20 past six in Stricken Road (laughs) and running up to the church, opening the door and, and letting the kids in. And it was a small ministry at time. I was about 20 kids. Uh-huh. I was serving as a Sunday school teacher at the okay. same time. Yep. I was also serving as a youth leader. Wow. And a time um, we also went to Argentina. Oh, we, yeah. So we the youth and with the Solid Rock Cafe yeah. was born. So that was happening. I think I spent more time in church than I did studying. Uh, God is faithful. And uh-huh. I got through, got the degree.
1: Well, it's interesting <laughs> because our, our topic, our sermon seems has been God's got this. God
0: <laughs> has got and, this.
1: And um, uh, even looking back, how that position mm-hmm. when the course became available the week before two Christians next to you how God just kind of almost had all that set up for you yes um, it's amazing when you look back and you can see how God's hand has kind of orchestrated things but tell us what did it look like then the ministry then 20 kids on a Friday night
0: 20 kids in a Friday night, and uh, so we'd gone through the nine, we did a lot of the um, King's Kids songs, uh-huh. I'd been in a Waiwam mission okay. or two yeah. over the time, um, because my heart was for missions, and I still thought I'd be a missionary, um, far away, so we did a lot of singing, a lot of actions, we put in mm-hmm. concerts on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. and uh, people got saved, Come on. we... Um, at that point, they started to pray a lot. So I really felt stirred to get the kids to pray. So we would have been singing and we'd have been praying and we'd have been playing games. That's what it looked like. And I think for me, it was never carved out on model. I'd never heard of Bill Wilson. I'd never Mm. heard, I'd heard and lived through Alice Sim's ministry. She loved the Lord. She did what she felt God had told her. And and really, it was being recreated all the time. Mm. So when we got to the 20 kids, it really, the passion became prayer. And prayer actually began to take over and, that's, and teaching kids to pray yeah. um, and teaching kids to worship was a big um, focus in what we did then. And it was still something that wasn't as significant in my mind because I was still serving at youth. Yep. We, were, we were doing the coffee on the Friday night. Mm. Um, we were By this point, I was leading worship in church as well. Uh-huh. Um, just being part of the church. So for me, it was never kids focused. No. It was about being part of the church. But I loved what we got to do with the kids. Um, on a Friday night, but it grew in significance. Um, so the 20 became 40 kids Okay. Um, by the time I'd, I'd graduated. And with that, it changed again. Mm. Um, so with the, the prayer really took over. We had a worship band. Mm. Shane Sutherland was in that worship band. I remember. He, yeah, he was our lead singer. I did. <laughs> you remembered at time remember that time because you were one of our leaders. I was
1: one of the people that you <laughs> roped in, or sort of no, no, gave no. an opportunity. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, yeah. Definitely did. Um, So the things that you've mentioned already are how Alice inspired you. Yes. You saw how if you gave young people an opportunity, who knows if it could happen. And I certainly go back to that time, whether it was GLOW or Royal Rangers Mm, or something like that. Yes. um, You certainly empowered and gave opportunity and and helped people find their way, but showed the way as well. Uh, And whether that was just leading a game, mm-hmm. whether that was uh, looking after those that maybe needed a little bit more help,
0: <laughs> Yes, uh,
1: there's always right. some kids need that, mm-hmm. And or one that sticks out um, was when you made me dress up as a star at a Christmas thing. Yes. Yeah, that, that <laughs> How I'll do we never, feel about that? <laughs> I've kind of never really got over that I can from here, Lisa, I've never forgotten it. And the time will come. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. When I'll uh, waiting on that. But there was certainly that encouragement that if you're if you're, nay willing, if you're not willing to do these sort of things, mm-hmm. then you'll yes. never. It's a servant of all.
0: No, no. That's and
1: right. uh, you certainly uh, modelled that, but obviously gave me the opportunity. And I look back and I go, that was those moments where God was shaping me and God was doing something in my life, preparing me. But the ministry, the kids' ministry at that point was, it certainly was significant. I mean, Shane was the lead singer of the band. It was a band. She, it had,
0: yes, I you know, think. What are
1: kids going at that point?
0: Within that, um, it's interesting because I had I, I trained as a teacher and I didn't get a job straight away. So I, um, school went back after a summer and I had no job. So I was okay. back working in my dad's office and I'd been very deliberate at that time not to take on the business yep. because I felt God was calling me into ministry. So it was a choice I'd made at 16. Yep. I'm now back again at 22, but I'm still only going into the business mm-hmm. because I believed that God's hand was on yep. my life to work full time. So at um, 22, I was praying and fasting and I got a phone call for Boredom School. Would um, you come for half days to do a nursery placement? Right. Okay, off I went, and, uh, and I, I drove into Bodham the first day and I said, Lord, if you want me to be here, mm. I need you to create a job for me. Come I need on. you to here, there's got to be a space. And that very first week I was there, the head te- teacher walked in and she says, we've just got a teacher resigning. She's moving on to a different school. There's a space, we'd love for you to apply for the job. Wow. So that was again, God calling me. Come on. Now, if I knew what the job entailed, uh-huh. I probably would have run, because yeah. it was not the easiest of classes, but uh-huh. in October, Um, In 1998, I started my first permanent post. Now, at that point, it was very difficult to get a permanent job. I was very blessed, I knew God had put me there, but it was a really challenging class. Uh Now, if I was to walk into class a day, it'd be no problem. But at 22 years (laughs) old, (laughs) every day was a prayer day. But because you prayed and fasted about something, I knew yeah. that God had placed me there. So I had four years of almost intense training, uh-huh. on, but surrounded by a fantastic team of practitioners Brilliant. that taught me how to teach. Because mm. some things you've got to grow into the role and you've got to learn. And in that four years, I grew up. I, the shyness uh-huh. went, wow. the voice became a bit louder, and I learned Your teacher's how, voice. My teacher's voice probably oh. still here today and I, I learned how to work and to manage children okay and by the time I left Bodham I was nothing faced man.
1: well I think <laughs> those that know Bodham and maybe could uh, would understand that yes. if you can get through Bodham then you can take on the whole world
0: this is it and I, I <laughs> loved love my Bodum. job I loved my job mm. at Bodham and as much as God gave me the job God also removed me from Bodham okay. so he actually moved me on it's praying and fasting again right felt God stirring me up and um, Jim McGlade had came in mind October and had said Lisa would you consider being the kids kids pastor so
1: your pastor comes to you knowing that you are in employment mm-hmm. and he approaches you and says Lisa what about leaving your job or giving up what your about job going or what going part-time I... okay. would you go
0: part-time and give a couple of three days to the church okay two days teaching mm-hmm. and I said no kids is not my thing really <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, uh, and Even though at
1: you were doing kids, yeah.
0: So, But I think what you got to understand at this point, sometimes you didn't realise the significant things that are in your life. Mm. I had done GLOW for nearly 10 years at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was something I just did. But God was still using it. Kids yeah. were praying. The worship band was coming together. Yeah, yeah. The Holy Spirit was moving. Uh-huh. But because I seen the solid rock yeah. and because I seen the other things in church, uh-huh. I almost was not focused in October, but I felt God stirring up my heart. Uh-huh. And in February, I took a week of praying and fasting. Uh-huh. And the head teacher walked into school. And the second day I was fasting, she says, our school rolls going down. The raft was shutting.
1: Okay. Oh, we're yeah. losing
0: losing a teacher uh-huh. and it just dropped. And I thought, Lord's moving me on. And I prayed for that the day that I started the full-time job. Lord, move me on. And I had to go back to Jim and Uh, say, see, you spoke about that. I got it wrong. Come on. And I I look new and I think, how did I get it wrong? But at the time, I just did. Because I didn't, I think, being a kids pastor was a real job. Because uh-huh. who did I know that was a kid's yeah. pastor at that time? Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of anybody employed full, employed at all in kids ministry. Okay. So when you're creating a brand new post, yeah. when you think that you're going to go to Africa and you're going to leave Fraserburgh, that's what I was waiting for. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for the call to go. Yep. I had been on Y1 missions in my time as a mm-hmm. teacher. I, I was ready to, yeah. to leave. And my sister had gone to Burnley. Mark Steele had yeah. gone to Bolton. Everybody was leaving. And I thought, seriously, Lord, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's, that's a true, bad thing. It's no, not it's a, a bad, bad thing. I told about <laughs> 20, you've got these dreams, yeah, yeah. haven't you? So at that point, I very much knew it was a God calling. Started on. off, and so then I was there in church three days a week, uh-huh. took on Royal Rangers, took on yeah. Leading Kids Church, took on GLOW, then felt that I needed to make sure I was filling up my time. Uh-huh. So I started prayer breakfast. Yeah. We did a discipleship course. You uh-huh. were regularly yeah. down to school, yes. down to uh-huh. church after school, uh-huh. discipled some teenagers as well mm-hmm. at the same time, we started a kids camp we yeah. had the kids band kids go in. we were so at 40 kids i believed god gave me a vision he did give me a vision for 400 children yeah come and on. i remember seeing the church full yeah. as i was praying about it and thinking yes lord now i remember standing up in front of the kids 40 of them we're gonna see phrase one for jesus we're gonna see yeah. 400 kids coming in here and, and putting in the vision because that's what you do yes. isn't it and mm-hmm. putting in this is where this is where we're going and tell your friends we had days where the kids just brought their unsaved Amazing. kids in unsaved friends in just to tell them about Jesus. Mm. And it was exciting. It was new. It was, um, it was a time I'll never forget. The Holy Spirit fell in the kids. Yeah. There was moments where we lost it in worship for half an oh, hour, we kids. On. Things happened in the Brock that I never imagined could happen. As oh. the Bible says, he can do immeasurably more yeah. than we could ever think or imagine. And he took somebody that didn't believe she was able to be a kids pastor because I didn't know what it was. And he carved out a role that I couldn't imagine was possible. Not Africa mm. but in Fraserburgh wow. and when God, when you've got nothing else but God uh-huh. you see God doing amazing yeah. things. And I, I look back fondly in that years yeah. and I, I'm amazed, I, I'm sitting here today amazed, I've been thinking about the mm. story, what God has done. We are very shy, quiet, reserved young, young person really. Mm.
1: But somebody who was willing and somebody who would say yes and whether it was Africa, Sodom. Yes. Or the Broch, Fraser Brandt, Yes. You were willing to say yes. Um, I'm sure there've been challenges along the way. Um pioneering a ministry and pioneering a new role as a kid's pastor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there there will have been challenges. It's been some of the things that you've had to overcome in your ministry, leadership journey that you've learned
0: from. Yeah. There's been, there's been many things. Could speak, I speak too much as it is now anyway. Quietness is gone. But um, I think, so when I, I'm thinking about the challenges. Every time we've grown, there's new challenges. So we were at nine and then we grew to the 20, then we grew to the 40, then we grew to 100. A hundred kids in wow. a Friday night. And, uh, and at that point, we introduced, introduced buses. So the yep. challenge of growth has been huge because as your number of kids grow, the number of team grows. Mm-hmm. As more people come in, there's more opinions. Some of those opinions are, are, are need to be heard. Mm-hmm. And some of those opinions, I'm like, oh, <coughs> in, in my twenties, that was very difficult. It was yeah. a challenge because things moved so fast. So we went from a hundred kids, great team. And then we went to 150 to 200 kids. That just just blew my mind, that was a challenge. Then we went to, when we came back after COVID, so we're speaking 30 years on now, Uh we had 300 kids on a Friday night. 300 kids is amazing, but logistically, Uh growth is tough. Growth is a challenge. Growth is the the moment you've got to stay positive, you've got to Mm. stay focused, you've got to be thankful, Mm -hmm. and yet you've got to be a problem solver, not a problem bringer. (laughs) So we, the first, last September, when GLOW came back, had 300 kids, we had two buses, now I nearly cancelled a bus, that's where my faith was wow. at. Is anybody gonna come to have these conversations? Yeah. Will they turn up? <laughs> so two buses in the first week became three buses the second week. And so you have then got us challenged that by the second week we were up to 350 kids. So well, we then. are like doing glow in a Friday night from 6.30 to 8. And then we're having a two hour meeting afterwards going, how are we oh, going to do, do this? this. Wow. And then we went to, th- so we've got this three buses. Mm-hmm. We needed a fourth bus, and, but financially it's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And money can be a challenge Gosh. in all of this. So uh-huh. we were praying about it that week and a couple came in just out of the blue and said, we well, hear you need a fourth bus. We would love to sponsor that bus oh. and pay for it. And I w- thank you, Lord, oh, yeah, and th- we're so thankful because that still continues today. Brilliant. So in a matter of three weeks, we went from two buses to four buses. Uh-huh. We now have a 300, 350 kids coming along a Kids Club. And, and the team are, are going with it, mm-hmm. but it's a stretch, and it's growing. You're keeping momentum. Mm-hmm. You're keeping people encouraged, and those guys worked so hard. We didn't give in to the challenge. We yeah. rose to the challenge, Come and on. the challenge that every child needed to be there, the challenge yep. that every di- child needed to feel welcome. Mm -hmm. The challenge that there was a job for everybody, and the the team, not not an individual, but the team really stepped up. Mm -hmm. And I always think when things grow, it changes. And sometimes the comfortable of what was can almost be a place we'll look back on rather than seeing that god, God's god got this and he's got this in the growth. He's yep. got this and we're here for all the world to hear Jesus mm-hmm. about Jesus. And that's always been my cry, that every single child comes through the doors of our church every year. If we can see 1,200 kids coming through the doors in Fraserburgh uh-huh. every year, we're so blessed. But, and we're not the only kids club that's doing yeah. that. It's Powerhouse as well, uh-huh. cheering each other on. us is about everybody doing it. It's not about just one Place, but we want every child to hear mm-hmm. about Jesus. I never want to say we've run out of space. No, come on. There's no room. It's not an option, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> and everybody in the team knows that. There's Hi. always going to be room. So I, I think for me, the challenge in growth has been huge, mm. and stepping up every time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, was, I was 20 years, 20 plus years now, I've been working with church. I've been employed. Okay. So two years part time. Yeah. And then it's been, the rest of the time, has been full-time. Um, started in 2002. And I had that vision of 400 kids. And it, it's continuing that on, keeping up going all the time. So see, the first year, we were like, going for it, mm-hmm. we're going to get... So we're, we're growing all the time. Um, but when you get 10 years down the road, mm-hmm. keeping that vision that God has given you, yeah. keeping it going. And uh, it was a challenge at times, I would say. Mm. Challenge because... I, when I've looked at it, the, God, has, God gives you this vision. And who you are at the time, you're not able to fulfill that vision. You have to grow into the yeah, role. Yeah. Because myself at that age, at 25, could not have coped with 400 kids. Yeah. Neither could the team. So you've got to grow. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge. You've got to grow personally. Mm-hmm. You've got to grow team. Yeah. You've also got to keep focused. Mm-hmm. You've got to be content in where you are knowing that you're going where God has got you. Mm. You can't be looking to the left or the right. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. That's what it says in Hebrews right. 12. Isn't it? The author and the finisher of our faith. Keep your eyes focused on him. Mm. And, and in that, I believe that he helps us to overcome the challenge. And that vision, it's been a privilege to carry the vision for mm. a kids ministry all these years. And to see it growing slowly mm-hmm. and steadily as we've gone, gone along. So
1: God gives you the vision and you place it in your heart. Mm-hmm. You're praying, you're encouraging the kids to pray for it. Now you're beginning to see how God's, I guess, answering that, that we're going to see 400 kids. Yes. But also along the way, he's helped you grow the team. And a lot, I guess, the challenge and the difficulties is in the hard work of developing the team. Yes. Getting the people in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we the heart, we the vision, um, we the capacity and yes. the skills as well. But you've never given up. No. I'm sure there's been Friday nights or maybe Saturday mornings or other points where you've thought, oh man, this is tough.
0: Yes. What's
1: right. kept you going?
0: I think the belief that, that God has placed me here for such a uh-huh. time as this. It says in Ephesians, live a life worthy of the call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe... I think because when I started, I knew that God had planted me there. Mm-hmm. So the moments when you want to run, the moment, and I haven't I, I felt like running actually, but there's been times that I just have felt overwhelmed by sometimes what's happened in personal circumstances mm-hmm. because it can be that things are going great in a ministry. Mm-hmm. We, we had 200 kids and my personal life at that point fell apart. Mm-hmm. Now, where's the focus? Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. But he came to give us life, and he came to give us life to the full. And I believe with every bone in my body that I'm called to Fraserburgh. Uh-huh. I'm called to share about Jesus. Yeah. I believe that God has anointed what is there. It's yeah. an normal the amount of kids that yeah. come on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give up the hope. I'm not going to give up what I believe is to come. Mm-hmm. And often the distractions that we face is not about where we're at. It's about mm-hmm. where we're going. It's about who we're going to become. It's about what yep. the Lord is going to do in in and through us Mm. so at the the hardest of times I um, have confided in people that I can trust people that cheer me on Mm. people that um, will encourage me Mm. and um, I I would never say that I have I've wanted to to leave or go there's times that I've felt that I haven't been good enough there's times that I've felt that I haven't done a good job But God is so gracious. (laughs) And he carries us through. Do you know what? There's times where I've wondered how did it happen tonight. I haven't been so prepared. I haven't been able to focus the same. But God. Come on. In the midst of that. And I'm so thankful that I haven't given up. And that I've kept on going. And and it's a team effort as well. We've a fantastic team helps in the kids ministry.
1: Well, we're going to come to that in a moment. Because things are looking slightly different for you now. Yes. Um, But even just in that thought how the enemy will try and use mm-hmm. other circumstances out the ministry to detract or distract, discourage and mm-hmm. um, cause you maybe to be like can I keep going am I feeling good enough to do this but yet um, you've had the resilience and resolve within you because of that moment when you were seven, eight, thirteen mm-hmm. yes when you made those choices that um so we've already in our series looked at Joseph and Neil has explained how God's hand was in his life in all these different moments that it was all set up to get him to where God wanted him to be. We looked yes. at Abraham and Abraham said yes before he even knowing where he was going mm-hmm. but he kept on right. saying yes mm-hmm. and uh, you've lived that out in your life as well and you mentioned just now about a team that was in place mm-hmm. um, but, but your role looks slightly different in the life of church now as well And you've been in a process of empowering um, Madison, but other folk as well. Can you explain a little bit Mm -hmm. about that and why that's been so important?
0: I think for me, it's always important that you're inputting into people younger than than Mm. you. So we've a responsibility in church to to give people a go, to give people an opportunity and chance like what was spoken about. And and I think over the the 20 years that I've been employed, there have been um, various people that I thought, oh, I wonder if you're my successor in mm-hmm. kids ministry, because we only go so far. Yep. We, we've got to pass on this button, yeah. and we've got to pass on the button mm-hmm. well. And um, every time somebody was trained up and ready to go, mm-hmm. God would call them somewhere else, and that was, and that yeah. was fine. But um, Madison joined the team about 17 years ago. She was a 13-year-old, quiet girl mm-hmm. that joined a bus stop with her friend and her mm-hmm. friend's dad. Come on. And uh, she came along, she didn't come to glow shouldn't have came to the kids club? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember seeing her come in thinking it's great she wants mm-hmm. to come on a Friday night. We're encouraging our junior leaders and just her faithfulness. Uh-huh. So she came at 13, um, stayed when she was 16. Her and her friend got their own bus stop, oh. and then um, she was the faithful one that was dancing. She was yeah. never on the stage. She was really quiet, mm-hmm. and we just went through this journey. Um, as I I led I kids nationally as well yeah. for a, a number of years, and Madison was available to come and help. So the, the call was out: Who's able to come? You've been in many a road trip, Daniel. Oh, yes. When we've been in a little yes. mission. Trip down the road with some of our young people. It <laughs> still goes on. And yeah. Madison would be in the back, and she would be doing the, the dances. She would and um, be doing the games. We did us some smaller um, kids club plants uh-huh. Madison went out with the team, willing to give up her time when she was studying to be a nurse, Come and um, she found her voice in our smaller settings. Mm. And then there was an opportunity to lead a kids club at um, Belgar uh-huh. a number of years ago, and she stepped up and she took yeah. that on. And I, began, I think, Lord, you you're using us, girl, and, mm. and I new way and her heart for the church and yeah. our heart to serve the Lord mm. and her love for the kids it just came through yeah. so of course you give more and more and, and it became that Madison was um, the person that she was standing next to me on the stage she could read my mind do you know yeah, what you know what i mean one yeah, of those yeah. that she uh-huh. she could see it before it happened she had the culture she had oh, the heart she um she was just there and and as time went on she got more and more responsibility and for us 2018 was a was a big year in, in many many ways but i was actually ill at that point okay, in the okay. end of the year and uh, i wasn't able to go to church for two months mm. and madison carried the ministry oh come on and uh, or something amazing when you see that the ministry doesn't stop misses a beat Mm -hmm. and so um i knew that she was capable and of course other people in the church at that time almost put a spotlight on her people could see how capable she was how good she was and and since then it's just continued and it beginning of last year Uh we began to speak about madison becoming the kids lead Mm -hmm. and leading um the ministry and passing on the button um to from one generation almost another. So right. I started as Kids Club 30 years ago and the privilege to be handing that on to somebody that has the heart and the passion to run to run with it and where it's at now and it's amazing really because in may the last year i am mm-hmm. um, was going to be and nobody kind of knew you know how it is nobody yeah, yeah. kind of knew what was happening mm-hmm. but she'd been leading glow and she'd been leading kids church from the front so we'd kind of already switched roles okay more of a back seat but that last glow in may she'll let me lead it oh. and the privilege oh. and the honor of standing there leading oh. it We 300 kids in the room oh. and giving thanks to the Lord for yeah. what he had done and just in that moment and saying Lord this is yours uh-huh. and that, it's one of the things in leadership we, we've got to hold God so tightly yeah. because he is, mm-hmm. it, uh, is so precious and that is what it's all about but a yep. ministry we hold with an open yeah. hand yeah, and on. it is, here I am, Lord, if th- this is yours, yeah. you take it. And, it, and it, for me, it was um, quite emotional. Nobody uh-huh. else in the new room knew, <laughs> but it was an emotional moment because I knew that this was the last time I was going to be leading it. Uh-huh. And we came back in September and Madison had been voted in. Madison was oh now wow. officially the kids' come lead. Um, and at first, this Friday night, numbers increased again. Do you know, the second weekend, we got the most kids we'd ever seen.
1: Wow! And the
0: privilege to see the vision fulfilled from the next generation Uh is an absolute honour. Because she's seen 386 kids come in. we would seen 384 kids before Uh that. And just that realisation that God can fulfil a vision that starts in you and he fulfills it through somebody else. And Uh I'm believing for the 400, cheering her on all the way. And uh, just, uh, I'll let you know when we hit 400, but it's been an amazing journey to be part of.
1: But, but it, it's almost like you've taken on the Sim role, in some ways. How you mm-hmm. have been the model and the example for a Madison that's looked on and can almost read your mind because she's obviously spent so much time with you. Mm-hmm. She's looked on to you and, and, and how you've given her opportunity, how you've encouraged her. To come to the prayer meeting, come to the camps, come to the things you've yes. invested in her which is now you're at the place where you can almost it's open-handed so there you go you take it and you can take it further even than than we've done it it's always a dream isn't it Yes, um, but now, so what does what does minister look like for Lisa now? Then it's
0: very it's very different in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, over the years, she so start, started off as kids pastor, and yeah. more and more things kind of uh-huh. kind of crept in, um, and with COVID, COVID changed a lot as well. Yeah. So I'm now uh, one of the associate pastors uh-huh. at Central Church in Fraserburgh and i am still so i i'm still in the kids ministry i oversee the kids ministry yeah. i'm still there every friday night mm-hmm. in the background sorting out the problems um and encouraging the team mm-hmm. we've also our community ministry is really growing over COVID as well mm-hmm. so i have a privilege of leading that team and um just nearly two years ago Inver-Karen had asked bulgar church had yeah. came and asked for help so we've taken our uh, church on like a ministry so i oversee um the ministry at inverkaren C- central oh. which has been an absolute privilege uh-huh. um to see there and in the churches is, it's growing out there we have a service once a month okay. we've also kids club there we've got life groups there we've run a couple of alpha courses there um seeing people come to the lord which Come has been morning. absolutely amazing. Um, and it's a real privilege to be in the village and, and doing that. And as well as that, visiting yeah. as you do, uh-huh. um, speaking, just encouraging people, encouraging team. Um, mm. And it, it, it's a privilege to be serving a local church. It really is. It,
1: isn't it? It really is. It is, I, I just better, love it. it? I, was, right.
0: I didn't know. I need to be in Africa no. because this is where God Sorry. has called me to be. Come on. And every day it's a privilege.
1: Oh. Wow, I'm inspired once again, Lisa, um, by just as you're your sharing so passionately about your journey. But there could be people watching today that are, are maybe considering about uh, getting involved in something. Or maybe they're sensing, hey, I think God's, God's calling me into something here, whether that's a big thing or just, just getting part of something. How would you encourage them?
0: I'm a great believer in serving Mm -hmm. as you know and i think sometimes in church we can get distracted with thinking now what what can i do what's Mm -hmm. my gift and gifting is important Mm -hmm. but i i think just serving if there's a space to serve and you're free why are you not stepping up why why not do it Uh because we're we're, we love the lord we're here to build a local church yeah so if you're part of of a local church i want to say you need to be on a team yeah welcome team Mm -hmm. tease team kids team Youth team, wherever you can serve, and I, I always feel I can see it because I was somebody that just served wherever Everything. there was a space. Yeah. And if there's a gap, I would, and I can help. Mm-hmm. I still would would step in because I want to have that heart that doesn't just say this is my ministry, mm-hmm. and I think it can almost be a distraction mm-hmm. at times. So I, I would say to people, if you are not part of a team in church, then. Think, where you where can you serve? Don't wait for somebody to come and ask you. Uh-huh. Think, where can you go and serve? Come and on. you're not doing it for man. Uh-huh. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart, unto the oh Lord. Lord and not unto man. So this is about serving. And I, I think as you serve, mm. you begin to find where you fit. You yeah. begin to find where your gifting is. Mm-hmm. So is it, when I spoke about kids to start, I was doing kids. I was doing outreach in the community with the Solid yeah, Rock. Yeah. I was doing youth. I was leading worship. And, you know, within that, uh-huh. I began to see where my gifting was. And, and you
1: learned a lot through I it. I learned a lot through and it. And eventually began to find yes your fit or what your natural maybe leaning or gifting is to yes
0: but i think now we, we all we want to just think how narrow it is yeah. so most of our kids team if not all of them serve in a kid the kids team plus something else mm-hmm. we never say just serve yep. in one team because you need to have a heart for the local church and so it's about it's mm-hmm. about the privilege of being part of growing in that Come on. so if you haven't got a place where you serve in church uh-huh. by next week go and find somebody that you can serve <laughs> with. What team can you serve in? Uh-huh. I think that's so so important.
1: So having a heart for a local church. Heart have for Lord, heart, heart for, local for
0: church, Lord. Uh, willingness uh, yes. to serve. Yes.
1: Um, and anything. Noth- nothing's too insignificant. Everything is important. Um, regardless of the task or how much Percent. people see it or what have you. Everything, everything counts. Um, well Lisa, we're excited. Um, for your future as well, not just what God's already done, but how even all those experiences is setting you up for, for what's next as well. I believe that. Um, yeah. Just as you can look back and see the influence of others and then the things you've been exposed to, the opportunities you have got, but even now how you're replicating that and giving other people opportunities. I think the influence of your ministry, as time goes on, there'll be other people that are interviewed like this and I'll look back and say, well, I remember when Lisa got me to dress up like a star, or I remember. But I look back to camps and I look back to all those moments and I'm grateful for those moments because that was all part of my backstory and God shaping me for where I am today. So I'm grateful for that. Um, But we're excited for for what's next. Can I pray for you?
0: Yes, please. I'd love to do that. Thanks, Daniel.
1: Father, we thank you that... um, as we reflect and look back today, and Lisa's story in particular, we can see your hand. And right back to a young age, a seven or eight years old, has been aware of your presence. Lord, I pray um, Lord, for those that have been watching today, that they would sense your presence in a real way. And in this moment, we pray for Lisa. And we thank you, Lord, for what you've done already in her life. And Lord, that how you've led her up into this point. But Lord, we are looking into the future And we ask, Father God, that just as you have um, already brought her here, we know that there's more. We know that there's more opportunity. There are greater days ahead. So, Father, I pray that you would give her the insight and the revelations to what she needs to be doing now to set her up for her tomorrows. But, Lord, as she continues just to live open-handed to you, Lord, just continue to lead her and guide her into all that you have for her. Lord, increase her anointing to serve. Increase her anointing when she preaches. Increase her um, compassion and understanding as she works with people. Uh, she keeps you as her focus and as her model. Lord, we pray your blessing to be upon her in her whole being and her whole life. She would know your goodness and she would know your favor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.